the criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed. Not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. <laughs> Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked a question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just it. trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. Welcome back. So, we have just gone back and listened to our predictions episode, our 20 to 1s from the beginning of the year. Fuck, we're dumb. We're equally dumb and intelligent in in the same ways because what we were right about we were incredibly correct about but what we were wrong about we were very wrong about so it's, it's such a mixed bag when we first started going through the list we were having a bit of a giggle you know started off strong and then it all kind of fell apart towards the end where it gets very controversial is i think both you and i forgot what we genuinely thought was going to happen this year because uh, yeah the bottoms of the list are fucked our, t- our top so what would be the top end of every list is fucked but the, the start of it is all pretty accurate. So what we'll do is we'll go through our predictions. We'll say who actually came in that position. And we'll give a rating for that driver. Do you want to start us off? Who do we predict in last place? Both you and I predicted Logan Sargent. And actually in last place was Nick DeVries. But te- te- technically. <laughs> so, so technically, because we've only done 20 to 1. Nick has come 22nd on zero points, and Logan came last on uh, 21st on one point. And Liam Lawson <laughs> came 20th on two points. He's not on our list. So here's, here's my rating for Liam Lawson. A plus. A plus. You be <laughs> A plus. <laughs> you came into what, what we would consider as the second worst car on the grid, and you dominated. Incredibly well, did brilliant in front of the you camera. Des- he deserves a seat next year. Let's be real. Absolutely, he deserved a seat on the grid next year. Yep. And the only reason we didn't kick up a sink is because Danny got it. I think if anyone else got that seat above Liam or Danny, we would have kicked a massive. Stick oh, absolutely. He just got caught up in the Danny's back. Yep. But Liam deserves a fucking drive. Seriously, and, so good. And he, part of his contract is that on twenty twenty five he will have a seat. Fantastic. Keep an eye out on this kid when he enters the sport. He's going to do something. Anyway, for Logan, what was your rating? Because he's had a pretty standard rookie season, I'd say. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit harsh because we already mentioned it earlier. Where I said, like, even though the car was bad, it wasn't as bad as it's traditionally been. It was, you know, it was still the worst car, but it was still there was opportunities. I'm gonna say for Logan, it's a D for me. Simply because when he did make errors, it wasn't, oh, we'll put the car on a truck and we'll take it back because we need to rebuild this. There was there was very few errors where it just was like, oh, you cracked the front wing. When it went wrong, he smashed it to pieces. I wouldn't say smashed it to pieces. I'd say he committed atrocities. But <laughs> there was no Mick Schumacher-style crash. Do you know what I mean? Only Australia, I'd say, was his worst. And that, there was a, a busted front wing and a busted suspension. Yeah, and took some sides off. Yeah, but it's that that it's doable. That's, that's fixable. That's fixable. And considering when we, where Williams has come from, where three wings and that was it for the year for two cars, you know, it's acceptable. So D minus. I mean, D minus. D minus. I'm going D. Yep. Yep. I'm okay with that. In nineteenth position, we both went with Nico Hulkenberg. Well, I'll give you this. We were right for the team. <laughs> it was K-Mac who came 19th. Okay. So Three you, points. 
three points. So do we want to rate Nico or do we want to rate K-Mag? We'll rate the, the driver that actually came there. Okay. K-Mag? F. Harsher than I was going to go. I was going to go D. F. F. He is so much more talented than that suggests. That's that's an F. I'll, I'll accept it. I'm not going to lower mine to match. Very similar argument. But three points. Yeah, look, you know what? You're actually kind of convincing me. I'm going to say D minus. There's so much more that Matt has to give. The only reason I'm not giving an F is because watching his daughter help him get ready to oh, was in the cute. car is beautiful to see. Gloves, pull the visor down. Get in the car. Be absolutely dog shit. Love to see it. <laughs> Look, here's my thing. I know the car sucked. You just got rid of it. You just literally just closed it. <laughs> Motherfucker just closed the damn window <laughs> with all the information I needed. I, I kicked the mouse off the table. Think of me what you will. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, thankfully, I was able to open it all really quickly. Um <laughs> We Control shift set T is the greatest thing ever. We never run into normal production issues. It's always dumb issues like it's that. It's always me just touching things I'm not supposed to. But no, nah, I'll, I'll give him this credit. That Haas was terrible this year. It re- they, they took a step, it really was. Step backwards. That's what I think. It was a massive step backwards for them. They've got all this money too, which really surprised me. They got the MoneyGram sponsorship. Car is plastered with sponsors this year. MoneyGram, Chipotle... I thought it was going to be a stronger season for our, our Haas, and I thought Nico Hulkenberg was the one that was going to struggle. Turns out he's really quick in that car. Over one lap. Yes, incredibly good at qualifying. Yes. Their problem, and it's been the problem all year, is their tires chew up way too quickly, and they are forced to make an early pit stop, and the moment that happens, they're on the back foot. And that's what I mean. When we look at both Haas and Williams, you have one key issue to fix, which will promote you. Wonders up the field. Yep. It will t- we're talking seconds over a race distance. 10, mm-hmm. 15 seconds, you're going to cut off your time. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. If they can get the tyres sorted. Yep. And on top of that, we've also got Pirelli, who every year fiddles through the compound. So, you know, it's a mixed bag. Yes. You don't quite know what you're going to get. You know, I know Pirelli came in a little bit of hot water around Vegas where they were like, hey, this isn't working. They were like, yeah, well, you're racing in the desert in the middle of the night. What did you expect? It's cold. Yeah. Because it's a cold... <laughs> That's that's the way this works. It does. Let's move on to our next ones because here's where we first started to get a little bit strange. Yes. I said Yuki and you said Lance. Which, by the way, where is where he should finish. Agreed. Well, no, I would have loved to see him finish 23rd. And we 23rd. Another driver. <laughs> another driver. Felipe did three races for him. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it was Joe Guan Yu in the Alfa Romeo. Which we both thought was going to be a dark horse this year. We thought it was a fantastic design. Completely wrong. Absolutely wrong about this it. This proves that we know nothing about this sport because we look at that car, we think, oh, that's edgy, that's cool, that's going to be game changer for him. No, it was the worst car on the grid, let's be real. Yeah, it was really unfortunate too because it was one of the nicest looking cars. Like mm-hmm. Alpha, they always, the red and black was stunning. The driver lineup is likable. The team is a competitor. You know what I mean? It was just, it was a disappointing year. But for um, Joe, how would you rate? Because I've got a pretty harsh rating. Are you going to go like D or F? I'm going F. Yeah, done. He has given me Giovinazzi vibes now. I'm going to equal you and go D. Where it was just, you you know, while the car was never that great and you were let down by the car a little bit, Valtteri seemed to be more confident in most areas. 
you know, it was it's a write-off year for the team. There's very few positives to take out of it in any very way we few. look at it. Um, so yeah, oh, I think I think this is his. I know he signed on for 2024. I can't see them keeping him in the car when Teo's just won the F2 championship. To the point where here's my early prediction for 2024. Alpha, well, Sauber does a Red Bull and cut Joe after China. I don't think that's out of the probability. You know what I mean? I You've got Teo sitting in the wings. And, you know, he's very good and you're going to want VB to teach him. You need him in that car. You need him in that car next year. They've got to start building their racing platform. because they especially, be if, especially if they're... Well, they've got 2025 or 2026 is when Audi takes over. And there's a good chance that that driver lineup is changing again. So you need to give Teo a chance. Yeah, he needs to get in there so he's the agents know who he is, so we see what results we are. And I, I think Teo will do quite well. He's a very good racer. He's a very quick driver. 17th. 17th. I went Albon. What did I go? You went Yuki. So, again, not great. At least I got the car right. Yes, who came 17th? Big Dick himself, who returned to the sport. It was Daniel Ricciardo. And I don't care what the car said, he got an A-plus from me. Because he came back. He returned. A-plus. And he had a big smile on his face, and he never looked as depressed as he did at McLaren. He looked good. He looked happy. And collected some points. Six points, in fact. Collected some points, you know, coming into that car. It wasn't great. It did start to get better. Looked like he'd never left. Broke his wrist and was out for a month. And then straight back into it. And after the US Grand Prix, he was back in it and he was quick. Danny. My hero. Good. Yeah, we love him. A plus. Welcome fucking back, son. Go get him. 15th. Ah, 16th. 16th. Here's where I did really wrong. I put Nick DeVries. (laughs) What did I do? You put Oscar Piastri. So we both dumb as hell. (laughs) But to be fair... For context for you, at that point in your life, you did not like that man at all because Danny was gone. And also, they came out at the start of the year and said, our car will be shit. And they were right. They were completely right with the fact that their car was shit. What they didn't anticipate or even announce was that their Austria upgrade was going to transform that car into a potential race winner. Yeah, it wasn't an upgrade as more of it was a uh, reboot of the whole vehicle because everything changed on it. And that car just worked. Do you remember early in the year how we like, they've come out with a shit car, but they've got cool new LED sponsorships and that actually became like a talking point for a little mm-hmm. bit? Still on the car, still sick. McLaren looks fucking great. Oh, yeah, and they've just announced an extension with Mercedes till like 2028. Hell yeah. Hell I, yeah. I, I think that's the perfect engine for them. When I first started watching the sport back in the years of 2001, 2002, you know, back when I was a, a wee lad, not anymore, it was McLaren Mercedes and it was the best car to look at, the best car to watch, and they had the best drivers. Say what you will about Coulthard. I liked Coulthard. Man could drive. Man could drive. He was not a world championship contender, but he was always there and he always presented himself... I'm not going to say well, because there were instances, but I liked watching David Coulthard race. And they also had Kimi. And we both know what I think about Kimi Rockinen. Yeah, and before Kimi, they had Mika as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it was Mika Hakkinen. Yeah. Like, yeah, Who, again, he could still be might return. <laughs> it's only a sabbatical, man. He's... he's he, break. But, yeah, 16th. Oh, is that where we're up to? Yeah, I said Nick, you said Piastri. Yeah, actually, it was Nico Ukenberg. I'm going to say D... Or C, 
D. One lap qualifying pace was all he kind of bought, but that was all the team bought the whole year, really. Yeah, it was one lap pace. The car was the letdown at Haas. But unlike K-Mag, Nico had no expectations from me. He was coming back after, what, three years? Yep. He's only driving a shitty Aston prior to this, and, I mean, the car he drove was garbage. <laughs> Very much so. So him coming in, having that one lap place excited me, and then obviously the tyre issues with the Haas dropped him down the grid. Disappointing. But you know what? He's back next year. Same car, same team. It's the first time in history F1 is going to go into two seasons in a row with the same driver pairings. Which is honestly a net positive kind of. Actually, no, I, sh- I should say it. Correct it. What they finished on is what they start, start with. with. Yeah, it's not the first week's driver's lineup, but it's the finishing week's driver's exactly. lineup. I, and you know what? One lap pace, though, is a good sign. Because it's a very good sign for the Haas. Haas d- didn't even have that. Now they know that, hey, if we can figure out this tyre overheating issue, Nico's a good driver. If you can get yourself an eighth, seventh, sixth, even a, even like a, a wrongy four every now and then when he just mm. nails it, if we can give you a car that means you can actually defend and stay and you drop back, because you know, you're know probably not going to stay right where you are, but if you drop back one or two places and are starting to get one to two points every week, that is the best season Haas will ever have. They'll be on fire. One to two points every week is a massive difference between fuck all prize money and a, a decent amount of prize money too in this sport. So you got to remember, you get the prize money and it's also win testing time. And there was a few teams towards the end of the season, I was like, are they going to sandbag and forego the $10 million that they get for finishing higher and get more R&D time? But I, I genuinely thought that that was a potential thing to happen. It didn't happen. No, it turned out everybody raced right to the end, which is lovely to see. Like, no one started playing games. Everyone, I think once Max came out first five weeks, everyone just kind of went, well, hold on, let's see how far we can push ourselves regardless of them. Yeah. And I, I think if it was a more competitive season, we would have seen a little bit of sandbagging gamesmanship towards the end. But right at the end, fourth, third, second, fifth, sixth, still all had to be figured out. So there was yeah. a lot left on the table. And... You know and what? even Alpha Tauri was still racing for points by the end. Like that, if they could have got, I think it was like four or five, two or three more points actually in the last race, they would have jumped the place. Yep, that's it was it was really when you break it down. Even though it was a five overall, the season still ended with a lot left on the table, which did make it enjoyable to get through the end. Oh, I will admit that I turned off Abu Dhabi after lap forty, which is fair enough, man, because it's at yeah, a it was horrible dumb. time. Yeah, it, it was done. I didn't watch it the next day. I was one thirty fucking morning yeah that which is also fair enough so after that 15th. we then jump on to 15th who did you have i said lance stroll and you said alex albon realistically it was vb day i'm giving him a day vb i'm gonna go c Actually, you know what? D plus because it wasn't his fault he was so shit exactly he was still his consistent self but just consistently 15th, 16th. Yeah, exactly. And th- that's, that was the problem. Like, you know, Joe was more sporadic, but VB was like, I can get this car reliably a little bit up the grid, and that's what he did every single week. He got 10 points overall, <laughs> which is significantly higher than his teammate, who got six. Yep. And in my book, four points is make or break. Especially when you're at the low end when you are fighting for one to two points, yes. right? So if you got four points by finishing in the points four more times, that's significant. Way more significant than 
what it could have been. Yeah, like the gap that Max Adelaide is impressive by the numbers, but it also doesn't really show competitiveness. It shows a lack of competitiveness. Yeah, I agree. Where down the bottom where it's like, yeah, four points, and you're scraping and screaming every race for one to two, and you've got an extra four. Well done. C for me. C. I'm giving him a D plus purely car and consistently not in a good place. Yep. Yep. That well, look, that's fine, man. It's not. I think I'm being a more harsh critic this year. But. I think that's deserved. Yes, and I'm okay with it too because it's not an unfair, harsh criticism. You're just going like, no, the team's getting an equal smack yeah. on the wrist for this. And when we go through to teams, I'm going to be very harsh on the teams as well. That's fine. It's okay. Do we want to move to our next one? I do want to move on to the next one. I 14. had Joe. Okay. And you had Nick DeVries. So let's talk about Nick DeVries. Before we go on that. Oh, wait. I, yeah, who actually got it? I got the team right again because it was Yuki. I'm calling it. If I get the team right, that's me. I'm that's okay on me. Because you, you, it's good. Well, you know what I mean. The, the probability is still difficult to get. So it is I'll take more the impressive. Team in, I'll take the team in the right position. So Nick. Nick. Now, when Nick, Nick came in with an incredible resume, no one can deny his career up until joining F1, including his first race, which was also very impressive in F1 last yeah, year. Yeah, it was very impressive. And it was the reason Helmet got him into the, the program. Yep. Unfortunately... He didn't capitalize on anything. I think 50-50 here. So the car was clearly at the start of the year the worst car on the grid. Without a doubt. It got a little bit better. But a little bit better in Formula 1 is still pretty bad. So on that aspect, I can't fault Nick. What I can fault Nick on is he had opportunities and every single one of them he shit the bed. And that's what I mean. It was like you came in with the perfect pedigree and a decent enough-ish opportunity. No one was expecting a win, but we were expecting to go, holy crap, Yuki actually sucks compared to this person. Like, that's what we were thinking. that's what we thought. And when we listened to our things, both of us were talking really highly of Nick because he had that pedigree of a Formula E double champion, Formula 2 world champion. He was Formula 3 champion too, I want to say. Yes, I think so. The only thing that separated him... From Max and Oscar's one is they won an F4 Euro Championship as well on the trot. That's what separates those two in their junior careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just didn't. So my overall rating for Nick is F for fired. Yeah, F for fired. Because if you too. get fired, it's not a fucking good year for you. No. <laughs> it's very bad. But I will give Nick this credit. He took it on the chin. He took a sabbatical from racing. He went to Harvard for a little bit to do some business management. He's coming back. I think he's in the Enduro next year. Do and it goes to show what happens if when you are in your late twenties. Hmm. He got hit with some really bad news. It was sobering and humbling. And he went, okay. Same thing that happened with Latifi. Went, okay. And Latifi, I mean, I don't know if he's racing anymore, but he's gone back to school. School. And that's the thing. They they're both because Latifi was a little bit older when he came in as well. He's in his mid twenties. Most people come in at like 18, 19, 20. Yeah, exactly. These guys, Nick was twenty eight when he came into the sport and I want to say, um, oh, what's his name? Latifi was like 24, 25. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I watched him in Joe for like four years straight in F2 together. They, they raced brilliantly together and they were always yeah. always fighting near the front. But they, they were never champions, which shows, right? Um, however, I'm glad that Nick's just out there doing good things because there's nothing negative to say about him as a person, is there? No, there's not. He's, he's a good dude. And I'll, I'll give him this. I think it was two weeks after 
he got fired. He was hanging out with Max again. You know what I mean? Like, there's. It looks like there was no ill will. It was just the. He was a factor of circumstance. Factor of circumstance and a factor of. Hey, it turns out you are one of the best drivers in the world, but you are not one of the twenty, 20 best, best drivers, nineteen best drivers Thank in the you. world. Yeah, I, I gotcha. You We're got even me finally. Uh, okay, but Yuki though. I'm giving Yuki a B plus. I'm giving Yuki a B plus as well, because I did not rate this kid at the start of the season. I rate him now. He is matured, and he's going to look really good in Lance Stroll's seat next year. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah no actually Yuki, no 2025 I should say because Liam, Liam will take his in, seat. Yeah. yeah, Yuki. I tell you what, Yuki, what Yuki has done is very very impressive. Oh, absolutely. He is a middling driver in a Red Bull that didn't get fucking executed by the the, the helmet inquisition of not performing. Helmet He's the only... But think about it, man. Gasly is a better driver than Yuki. Yep. Take him down. Well, no. I don't say that. He got an opportunity at Alpine and he took it because he knew he could never go back to Red Bull. Ex- yep, fair enough. But you know what I mean? You were put on the, you're not coming back, but yep. we're, happy, we're happy to use you for what you got. He's one. Albon, I would say he's a more talented driver than Yuki. Same deal. Even though he's still under the umbrella, but you know what I mean? He no, no, no. He's fully he's severed. Out, he's out he's severed because when the Checo rumors came up mid-year, one of the names put forward was Alex, and Alex got asked by Rebel, hey, would you consider coming back? Alex said, no, I'm pretty comfortable where I am right now. I'm and actually I, having a good time. I, I respect Alex for that because even though he's in a shit team, shit teams can move forward. That team is positioned to move forward with James Bowers, with the team that he's putting in there and Alex is putting in, per, you know, let's talk about Alex when we get to Alex. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, let's talk about Yuki. Yuki. Yuki's managed to dodge that battle axe every step of the way by being an objectively worse performer than better people who've been given the flick. And the most impressive bit is he's now managed to earn his place successfully. Like he's yes. unique when it comes to how that team operates. And also when the rumors about Checo came out, Yuki's name for the first time ever was thrown into that argument of do we bring it bring up Yuki? Do we bring up Daniel? Like the fact that Yuki's name was mentioned in that was shocking to me. But also, I was like, you know what? If it went to Yuki and Daniel came back at AlphaTauri, I wouldn't be mad. Yep. I wouldn't be mad because part of me doesn't want Daniel to go to Red Bull if he's going to be second fiddle to Max. But that's, that's just the, that's just the fan valid, in me. Yeah, that's that's the being Aussies. Yeah, that's us like, being Aussies and loving Daniel. But I would absolutely still take Daniel in the Red Bull any day of the week. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, Yuki, but, this is the best year you've ever had in the sport. We're big fans for next year, I'd say. Yeah, and taking that car as well from shit house to consistently finishing ninth, tenth. Yeah, points getter and eleventh. I know Daniel was also in that eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, not pushing it as high as Yuki, but Yuki's had two extra years in that car. Yep, in the system, doing all those things. You know, watch Daniel next year because Daniel's now focused, and it'll be a lot closer next year between him and Yuki, guarantee. Oh, and also just as a team principal, you want both your drivers to be right near each other, and the fact that they were both right near each other as soon as they started working together, even with Liam, Liam was yep. bang on right there. They're doing well. I mean, just pick a fucking name and, and move on. <laughs> shout out to Pierre Hamlin, yes. the race engineer for Daniel, because I haven't heard him. I didn't hear him that excited for the first few races. He was just like, yeah, all good. Yeah, come on. Daniel gets in the car. Daniel looks excited. He's learning with the team as well. And Pierre sounded happier. And that man can get really happy citing Brazil 2021 when Pierre won the race. You know, those things, those were so good. Man, I 
genuinely, this is off topic, but every time Pierre's on the podium, it's always some of the most emotional shit that happens that year. There was the time he got up there after Antoine passed. Mm-hmm. And he won the race. Yep. And we both we were both in tears. There's like there's to the point where it's on my phone yeah, you've case. You've got the photo of him sitting on the podium. Like every time that man steps on the podium, it is just massive celebration. I'm a massive Pierre Gasly fan. Full Same. stop. I love Pierre Gasly. If he ever got a chance in a top team, I'd full on buy the Pierre shirt. I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, Pierre. Go Pierre. And like, and here's the thing, this is how much we like him. Anyone who listens to this knows the shit we've said about France in general. <laughs> and we're like, we love this dude. He's the best. Yes. Let's move on. So 13th. Who do we have in 13th? Let me do some counting. You probably should have numbered it. <laughs> I did at the top. I wrote 20 and then I just drew an arrow down. Uh. <laughs> what do we look for? 13th? 13th. I had Piastri. Okay. What did you I? You had K Mac. Well, both wrong. We were both wrong because it was Alex and Albon. So now let's talk about Alex because I think Alex A. A A, A for Alex. Yep, <laughs> bro. I'm happy for him. Me too. I'm so it, happy for. He's one of your favorites. Always has been. Always has been. And it. And as a, I was, I would just keep hammering on this point. It's nice to see good people and good personalities in the sport be happy doing cool shit. Did you see the photo shoot before Abu Dhabi, though? No, not at all. <laughs> his his girlfriend did a photo shoot. All McLaren gear. <laughs> and Williams' Instagram team was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just really dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see that. That's gold. <laughs> a, a for Alex. Love him. A for Alex. Love him. He's doing Come good. Come on, Williams. If... Man, the next person I want to see in a podium in a Williams is Alex Albon. Third, second, even a race win. But you know what? Probably not. But can you imagine the celebration? Despite what happened at Spa a few years ago, who was the last person to get a genuine podium in a Williams? Now, it is either... Is it, I've got three options I can pick okay. in my head. It's either Stroll VB or... Is it... Um, it's not Pastel, is it? No. No. Who was it? You've said the name. I'm going to go Stroll. It was Stroll. Yep. Monza in the wet. Whether yeah. the myth of him being good in the wet. Yeah, you're one good race in the fucking wet. <laughs> <laughs> Two wow. good qualifyings in the wet. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, where you were by yourself on the track, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I really want to see them get a podium. I want to see it for James more than I want to see it for Alex. Valid because we love James as well. Purely because I just want to see that validation for him. He took a chance leaving the Mercedes safety net. Yep. And I just want to see him succeed because I don't think there'll be a happier person for him than Toto Wolf. In fact, if they do get on the podium, they should have a camera follow Toto because I guarantee Toto will go find him and shake his hand. Without a doubt. As much as we love hanging shit on most of the team principals, at the end of the day, they're pretty valued men. They are valued men. and um, After teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remembered then, though. So, I think that's fantastic. After that, though... 12th. We both had the same pick. Lando. We were a bit wrong with that one, too. We were. However, I'm not going to feel bad about it because the logic we used, which was McLaren said their car's going to be crap. They're focusing on 2024. Yep. And we just went, why would they lie to us? I don't think they knew how good their upper record was going to be. No, they were genuinely shocked as well. I think they thought they'd move up the grid. I don't think they thought they'd move that far up the grid. They're like, holy crap, we are getting podiums. We can actually do really well this year. But yeah, Lando, I'm going to give him an A. 
I really Why can't. are you like, we're not rating Lando yet? We're rating. We're rating 12th genuinely. Oh, which who's, who got genuine? Ocon. Oh. F, F for France. France. <laughs> 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 no, seriously, C minus. C. Yeah. Um C. He had the most retirements this year. Eight? Eight reti- technically eight one was classified. Because it happened. So seven and a half. Seven and a half. And it was when they both crashed out. Yeah. And funnily enough, Pierre got him in that too. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the best way to sum up Ocon, and I don't want this to be a disrespectful thing, but this is, he's a journeyman of the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are, you are there, you have enough skill and talent to do your job. You're not incredible. For some reason though, every now and then you fucking win one and throw a spanner in the works. He's won one. Yeah. And it was massive. Do you know who actually won that? Fernando. Fernando, Yes. We absolutely because he just drove the train all day. Yeah. Just choo 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 choo. (laughs) Um but for Ocon, I the best way to describe him is in the wise words of that Red Bull engineer who's like, sometimes I just forget he's there. Yep. What was the race this year where I literally messaged you? I was like, dude, is or was it Lance about Lance? It was about one of the drivers. I was like, did Lance not start? And you're like, dude, he crashed yesterday. (laughs) And I was like, No, he it was on the formation lap. He party. Yeah, right. And I, it took me to like lap forty, and I was like, I didn't even fucking realize he wasn't in the race. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 no. That was Singapore when Lance crashed in qualifying. There Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and it was, it was about like, Lance. dude, he crashed in Q one. It's like really. And that. funnily enough, he wasn't improving his time. He, yeah, he was still on a worse lap. He crashed on a worse lap. He was still. It was a second down. He was not improving his lap, and he fucked it out of the last corner. But that, even though that was about Lance, is my genuine weekend of Ocon. Every now and then it pops up and I'm like, there you are, you motherfucker. <laughs> I, yeah. see, I see you there. Don't you crash into Pierre again. Let's move on. Yep. 11th. I went K-Mag. Yep. And you went Joe. So as you can see... You're not we, as dumb as me. Well, what, as I said, what we were right about, we were right about. But what we were wrong about, we were very wrong about. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, fucking hell, man. What was Who was the actual? The actual was the man we both love. It was Pierre. He got our, He proved he's the number one driver at Alpine. <laughs> <laughs> By four points. Four points. Your rating for Pierre is the same as my rating is Pierre. A. Because <laughs> he came into Alpine and he showed up, Ocon. And fuck yeah, Pierre. Like, if you listen to this and you don't like Pierre. What's wrong with you? Find another show. <laughs> no, don't. 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 Please stay. But, like, just turn it down a little bit. Leave him running in the background. We love Pierre. He did good. There was a obviously it was a rocky start to the very year, very much so. But to be expected, yeah. But once he he gelled with that car, he was very quick in it. And the only things that let him down were like the things that let Ferrari down. It was team, because there was multiple times this towards the end of the season where Ocon got the preferred strategy, even though he was in the ass end of the grid. And if he if Pierre got those right calls at the right time, I guarantee you Pierre's got another 20, 10, 15 points easily. Easy. I'm, I'm with you on the same there. I hope Alpine sits down, has a really good look at the year, looks at both drivers and they just go, you know what? As much as you've got tenure, Ocon, as much as you do have the right to be first, results-wise, it's Pierre. We're actually going to prioritize him for the next year. To it see has if to anything be. changes. If you do it and it's the same results, then you know what? You can do whatever you like after that. But if you do change it and your results improve, lesson learned, move on. Yes. Let out Ocon's contract run out next year. Tenth. Tenth. I said VB. I said Ocon. You said Ocon. It was actually Vich Tits himself, Lance Stroll, on 74 points. And that's very important here. 74 points in an Aston. 
Yes, which will become relevant when we get to the next Aston. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 74 points. Okay. Uh, serious, seriously, I'm giving him a D because that car was a lot better at the start of the year and he was nowhere. In fact, no, F. F. Fuck him. Yeah. F for fucking because was it this year that he had the broken wrist? Started this year, yeah. Yeah, so he started, well, he got fifth and then he was nowhere in Saudi Arabia and then he just dropped off and it was there was multiple races he wasn't even close to getting points. Multiple Q1 exits when uh, at one point Fernando was the only driver to hit Q3 every race. Yep, motherfucker had a DNF or has has binned it on formation laps. No, that was fast. Yes. Uh, he's binned it in the wet on, on a formation lap midway through the race at Monaco. Was that the, No, that was last year. That was last God, year. Because it was Latifi in the race as yeah, well. Who also at, the, at the same point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great race, by the way, last year. Oh, Monaco. Monaco's race last year was fantastic. Uh, Monaco's race this year, even more fantastic, actually. Very fantastic. One of my favorites. But yes, D, look, F for fucking. I'm giving him a, a fucking, he's a fucking shit driver. The moment... His dad is like, fuck off. Better for the sport. Didn't capitalize. And when we talk about Fernando, you will see why he didn't capitalize. So just remember that 74. 74 points. We will get more in depth into that. Then. Ninth. Which we just did opposites. I went Ocon. You went Ocon. You went VB. And I, it's purely because I like VB more and I can't. I believe your quote was because I will never put Ocon in front of VB. It yes. wasn't even like, it was like, I don't like him. It was like. I'm going to make... This is an oath. It was, yeah. it was sacrosanct what you said. <laughs> I do not like Ocon. I'm not going to hide that. But I can respect his ability to be in the top 19 drivers. Is that, is that fair? That's fair. That's I fair. don't that, like In it. fact, that might be the nicest thing you've ever fucking said about it. And it'll Andy. never be said again. <laughs> nicest thing you've ever said. Who actually? Uh, the Melbourne boy himself, Oscar Piastri, came ninth. Okay, so rookie season. Oh, this is an A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Because of this is the best rookie season since Lewis and McLaren. And equaled him, wasn't it? They no, no, no. Lewis got more podiums. Lewis nearly won the jam championship. Right. So this is, yeah, it's the second best rookie season we've had on podiums got. No, not podiums. I'm just thinking in general. Oh, in general, yeah. Because points-wise, he got 97. The Lewis one is a freak rookie season because what he did was unmatched. Like He was challenging for the championship up until the second or third last race of that season. And it was only because he binned it going into the pits at China and couldn't get started again that he fell out of that race. And then he won it the next bloody year yeah, anyway. And, and then kept doing that shit for a good while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying A plus for Oscar. You've come into the sport with an incredible pedigree. You started the year in the worst car on the grid. Yep. You yep. finished the year in the second best car. Yep. And at every step of the way, when the car was shit, you were close to Lando. And when the car got better... You were closer. Just, yeah, closer. You know what I mean? Like, you would expect that both drivers are relatively close in a dog crap car. When one when it starts to improve, like we normally mm-hmm. see, one driver will start to gap the other because they've got a more natural talent. Oscar sat right there and even outperformed Lando, who is brilliant. Yes. In a car. A plus. That kid. And he's going to be our next Sprint pole. Sprint pole. Sprint win. You win a sprint? No, you got the podium in the sprint. He got the podium in the sprint because Max got ahead of him. But more the point, uh, sprint pole. pole. Lando didn't do that. And what we are seeing with Oscar when when he is at that pointy end is he races very well against Max. He races very well against everyone. I have not seen him race in poor taste with anyone. Oh, yeah, the rain. 
Sounds great through the headphones. Hey, yeah, yeah. A A plus for Oscar. You absolutely lived up and exceeded you expectations. Turn, you turned my opinion of you around, and only and as someone who's known you for nearly a decade, that's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very stubborn man. <laughs> Let's continue to move on. Eighth. Eighth. We oh, both oh, who picked it? What did we pick? We both picked Fernando Alonso. Do you know who actually got it? No. You can't tell from this reaction how shit this person is? I, c- I can't remember who we've already spoken about, Andy. <laughs> who is it? Osama Bin Russell <laughs> came eighth in a Mercedes. And I quote, Mercedes don't come eighth or ninth or whatever the fuck yeah, you said. Mercedes don't come ninth. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, as much as I dislike him, I'm going to give George a C for the year overall. C for cunt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm square that. yeah. Absolutely. C for I wear sandals and socks. C for I like a nice latte. Oh, bro. Look, I can't stand him. Dude's got talent. I think he's... Ambition got away from him this year. I, I think can't the attitude escaped him as well. I can't stand his attitude to the point where I refuse to refer to him as anything other than some stupid nickname that a guy with a mohawk came up with. I still think it's it's. I would say performance wise, it's one of his worst years of consistency in the sport at Williams. Oh, he was Mister Consistency, Mister Saturday. And I'll shut tell you up, what, Crofty. As annoying as it was. Dude put in the performances really well for that Williams team when he was there every race. It was very, very rare we had a bad Williams-George race. He was humbled at Williams. Yeah. He became arrogant at Mercedes. And, and it's not thing. a good arrogant. Yes, and because our opinion on attitude will always be the same, which is you can have whatever attitude you like if you earn it. He hasn't. That's why Kimi, there's infinite respect for Kimi while there's zero respect for Stroll. They both appear very similar in the media. Boring, blasé underhanded but Kimmy earned his right to be that way because Stroll didn't and Kimmy there were points in Kimmy's career where Kimmy would sit with the mechanics and that would be what he talked about sure he did cool things like he crashed at Monaco and instead of going back to the team bay went and started drinking piss on his yacht yeah fucking fantastic in my book absolutely but he genuinely cared for his team and just didn't care for the media yeah and which is fair enough and with George we're seeing we're seeing arrogance and arrogance of like where it, and I know Max had it too. Entitled. He feels entitled. He's, I was just going to say he's acting like he's fighting for his second championship and he's being let down by the team that he hasn't got his second. I don't think he's aware that he hasn't won it yet. You know what I mean? It's almost like the, he feels like because he's walked into Mercedes who was so dominant and they were, I'll give him credit. They were so dominant between 2014, no, 2014 to 2021. Even the point where they didn't win it that year. They nearly fucking won it. Yeah, they nearly fucking won it. One but point. They, one they, point. That, in that time, that was when Mercedes had earned the right to be arrogant and I'd pass it. 2022, cars dog shit. Best part about that whole season of Drive to Survive is Man, I looked at the car and I thought, fuck, that was quick. Cut to Daniel and Max. (laughs) (laughs) Best meme out there. No, I still think, and it's kind of cruel, the very first time George scored points. Oh, that's even... Because it's still Daniel and Max. It's still Danny and Max in the background. (laughs) Danny's in McLaren doing fuck all work. 
laughing their asses off at him, which is also, it's kind of brutal. It was very nice to see George get his first points. We all celebrated back then, but holy shit, that's one of the best clips of all time. That's so funny. Is, yeah, is the two jokers of the sport pissing themselves about... I guess it was also kind of acceptable. Like, you got one point, bro. <laughs> Fucking one point in a one, one point in a Williams. <laughs> you know Williams is like seven world championships, right, bro? They're a good team when they're up there. So... What did we rate him? I he, said C. Yeah, C, C. But, but there is a lot more potential in George. And if he drops the attitude and works with the team, I think I'd like him again. Me too, because Mercedes is such a good team. They're yes. one of the best teams that have ever existed. They work so well when everyone's doing what they're supposed to. And I think George is just trying to flex out of it a little bit. I hope he's learned the lesson. Like with Lando with the It's Broken and, uh, oh, fuck, and, that was good. and Russia, right? He came back the next year and kind of went, you know what? I am very, very good at this, but that's also why I have 18 people watching everything I'm doing to make sure yes. I can be better. If he brings that, I'll forgive him a little bit, but yeah, no, I can't stand him. At I point. can't stand him. Let's move on. Okay. Seventh. Seventh, we both put Pierre Gasly. Okay, we were a bit off. Seventh was Carlos. I I don't know how to rate Carlos this year. Last year, he made a you lot know, of errors. I know how to rate him this year. Please help me. Carlos, once again, he was let down by the team. The Ferrari wasn't as good as expected with what Ferrari came out with last year. I'm eating crow on that because I said Charles was going to win it and he doesn't. Doesn't even come close. But Carlos was consistent. Carlos put the team first. And Carlos also said to the team, no, I'm not doing this when they gave him a bad strategy call to the point where he was at Singapore demanding to know how far is Lando away from me and constantly giving Lando that DRS to keep the Mercedes of George behind him, forcing George to create an error on the last lap, which then meant Lewis had a chance, but Lewis was too far behind and Carlos cruised to victory over Lando. One of the best drives I've ever seen Carlos do because he big-brained it. Said, no, if I do this, I can maintain this. I can be the only car to not win to win that's not a Red Bull this year. I have my rating. I'm giving him an A minus. I'm giving him an A flat. Yeah, yep. I'm giving him an A minus because there were points where he made mistakes. But that drive in Singapore turned me on Carlos. But like, no, I think Carlos can win the world championship if he's given the car. I think so too. That man it has... He has talent. He has a brain. He drives like Fernando. Uh, yes. He thinks like Fernando too, where he's gone, you know what? I can't rely on my team or the pace of this car to get the results, so I have to manipulate everything in my control. And he's developed and worked himself to a racing brain where he can do that. Also, the next race at Japan, George tried to pull the same shit with Mercedes. They said, ha, lol, bro, no. Oh, and then sorry. George was left out to dry. Oh, you must be colorblind, bro. This car is black, not red. <laughs> See you next week, motherfucker. <laughs> Big brain. Carlos will win the world championship if he gets the car. And you know what? I would be so happy to see Carlos get a world championship. He's just such a good dude. And I would really like to see his dad be there for him because I think that would be the crowning achievement. Carlos St. Senior had such a great rally career. And he's still racing today mm -hmm. in extreme. Like, the, they, they call him the Bull yes. in Spain. Like, his nickname is the Bull. Carlos Sainz's dad, if you've never kind of run into him, is a WRC rally championship. Everything he touches. Like, he doesn't race on tarmac often because he doesn't need it. Yes. <laughs> he's a freak. 
But I think if his son wins the world championship in Formula One, he would be like Yoss and say that's his crowning achievement in racing because I think that is just unreal for him. Oh, uh, can you can you just imagine? Like we we are not parents, but a lot of our friends have recently become parents, and watching our friends turn into like devoted fathers, absolutely love the life's transitions. Like, you know, it was harder for me to understand how oh, how could that be a crowning achievement until I've watched some of the people I really care about become dads and watch just that dedication. I'll never forget because my brother became a dad at the start of the year. He called me on the way home from the hospital. COVID times, he wasn't allowed to stay, so he had to come come home. And I was going, how's it feel, man? Like, what was the first thought you had? He goes, you are my best friend. You know, I love you. I'd do anything for you. But he goes, if at any opportunity I had to pick between you and my daughter, I am throwing you under the bus every opportunity I get. And I went, fantastic. That's exactly how you're supposed to feel. Exactly. And yeah, watching watching either Checo's dad or Carlos's dad watch their children go on to achieve world glory. And Carlos's second dad, Fernando. Oh, and we saw some good racing between those two guys this year. They, they always race well together. They're fantastic. I I think it's fantastic. I hope Ferrari, and I think Ferrari will do do pretty well enough to put them in a decent enough position to compete again. Do I think it's going to be a dead heat? No. However, I think Ferrari and their drivers together have a better opportunity to take the fight to them because Carlos is very, very smart. He is, and I just wish that there was inter-race communication between Charles and Carlos allowed because I think that's the only way Ferrari can get wins is if those two talk to each other. You know what? Yeah, pretty much all we want your strategist to do is hit radio on and then shut the fuck up and let them talk about it. And They'll figure it out. Do. They'll figure it out. But let's go to sixth. Let's go to six. I had Carlos. Yep. And you had Pierre. No, sorry. You had Checo. We're both wrong. Lando by five points because Carlos got 200. He got 205. Unreal from Lando. Star of the year, he would have got an F, but goddamn, it's an A right now. A right now. Absolutely. Can't fold him. Can't fold him. And even the mistake in Las Vegas, it was not his fault. Not his fault. The car broke. Yeah. It was a massive incident. Like, as much as I was joking and stirring shit, I knew he was okay. I checked that first before yeah. I started in the group chat. I was like, oh, fuck. Did Let's go to hospital. Something. He did for a checkup. But, and, but he was fine, which is the main thing. And honestly, it was the most exciting part about the Las Vegas race. Yeah, it was pretty. It was, was, it was a good crash. It was, it was a fantastic Actually, crash. You know what the craziest part was? They cut to the camera three seconds after the crash had happened. And fucking Crofty's like, oh, I think there's been an incident there. And it took him another 15 seconds to find a camera with the incident on it. And then they cut to a replay. And you see, you can see the car go past on that camera. And you're like, it was literally two seconds too late cut into that camera. You were seeing... Seeing it perfectly. Yeah. Hey. Hey. He's turned that car around. He was consistently scoring podiums by the end of the uh, season. He took it to Max a few times, which unheard of this season. He's been a good teammate. Great teammate. Very good teammate. He, He worked with Oscar. When Oscar was ahead of him, he didn't try and ock on his way ahead of him. No, he really did. It just seemed that like I think Lando has hit that point where he's matured enough and has also proven that he's going to stay in the sport. You know what I mean? Those first yeah. couple of years, you have to prove every single weekend. He's earned a spot until he's done now. With what yeah, he there's no way he's not in the sport. Yeah. No, I, I think Lando did absolutely fantastic this year. I hate you. Well done. Fifth. I said Sergio. Yep. And you said Carlos. 
both wrong. At least I got the car right because it was Charles. There's been a lot of that. I've got the car's positioning you, right. I tell you what, you were very close to being half right about everything <laughs> today. One point in it. He got 206 points. Lando got 205. Again, so it's a difficult, same same reasoning with, that I use for Carlos. I don't exactly know how to rate Charles this year because he was less emotional. B. I can rate him a B. I can happily give B as well. I just, I don't. He has no. so much potential. The team lets him down, but he lets himself down as well. He's not as big brain driving as Carlos, which is why he's a B. He does think strategically about how his positioning is. He's just not as good at it. That's why it's a B. And do you know what the only reason why he's not at that level with Carlos yet? Experience. Why? Time spent. Carlos has been in the sport another four or five years. Also, he got a DNS this year. Was his hydraulics breaking, but he did get a DNS. And they are very rare. They very are rare bad. now. There's Back only- in the day... Fucking 15 oh. cars used to just blow up before they started. <laughs> there was two DNSs this year. It's Charles and Yuki. And Yuki's was at Monza. And what happened to Yuki? His engine blew on the fucking That's outlet. That's right, yeah. It just exploded and yeah. shredded itself. So, yeah, I'll give I'll give Charles a B. I think, yeah, it's the team has to fix itself first before he can get that true level of comfort and confidence back. Yeah. That's the thing. He's sitting in a car that he doesn't trust. He's on the radio to people he can't trust and rely on. The only person he relies and trusts, he can't speak to during the race. Which Exactly. Is the so I think your idea of inter-driver comms, I actually don't, overlooking the sport, as long as everyone can do it, I don't see a problem with it. I as long as it's only inter-team and they, it's very short. So Either our proximity chat, that'd be fucking hilarious. Oh, proximity chat would be so good. It's just Fernando and people yelling at me, I'll be like, no, nah, hablo English. <laughs> fucking no would say. No, hablo. Just on the red, no, hablo. It, it'd fucking add to Sky for Sports F1. Could you imagine? Honestly, turn fucking, give Brundle a mic. Let Brundle just talk to the drivers as they're driving. There's your broadcast. Done. And let the drivers with proximity chat. Have that pop up. You know what? Under safety car conditions, I'd accept the team talking to drivers. Because I did it in supercars, and it's pretty good. And I they don't, don't overstay their welcome. They're only there for a minute. Yeah. I, I don't see an issue with it because you are only talking strategy, which oh, you're allowed to do. I I can see the issues with it. What would you foresee? It would, it, it would be certain questions being asked if the team's trying to get in contact with them about something urgently. Like, that, those are the things that make me don't want Almost kind of like reading signs in baseball where it's like you're not – objectively doing something wrong, but you're also abusing the system for your own benefit. Which you you can notice when they go down and cut to the team principals, for example. You can see that they want to say something, but they can't say something, and they're very limited. Also, the drivers are very heated, potentially, if an incident's happened, and Martin's like, so what do you think of the incident? And they say something fucking wrong. True, because everything ends up in a court case with their fun as well. Exactly. So... Proximity chat, fuck yeah, that's fucking that just, can you just, It would be after hilarious. After lap five, turn it on. No, just turn it on for the first corner. Oh, fuck no, that'd be so bad. Everyone just hears Fernando. Get the fuck out of my way! <laughs> <laughs> it, they're good. Let's keep going with this, my friend. We are nearly done. We are so close. Next, we're going to third. No, we're on fourth. We're on fourth. That's right, yeah, I read this wrong. We're on fourth. I said Sergio Perez. Yes. And you said Carlos Sainz. Yes. So, again, it was another rotation for us. 
this is where we have the moment because in fourth, also on 206 points, was Fernando Alonso. Remember how we said Lance Stroll only had 74 points. The team was carried by Fernando Alonso this year. Big brain Alonso, A. Alonso, A. And I don't think he will ever have a season in a in F1 that we don't class as an A. Even that McLaren year where he just blew the team to pieces, still A. There's no one's destroyed a team like that ever before. That was incredible destruction of an entire racing outfit. Well done. A well, plus. after that, Ron Dennis never had a job in Formula 1 again. Yeah, and McLaren has only just gotten good again. <laughs> and this was, what, 2016 when yeah. that happened? Yeah. Nearly, nearly 10 years. Yeah. But um, uh, this is where the dispar- disparity comes in because Lance only getting 74 points. Imagine if Aston had two drivers scoring the same similar points like all these other ones did. Imagine if there was a 50-point gap instead of a 150-point gap. Exactly. Like, all of a sudden, Aston's probably third in the championship. They're getting a lot more money. They're allowed to advance, invest more. And this is why everyone says the window licker himself should not be in the sport. He has to go. He has to go. Like, there's no... The numbers, the numbers don't lie anymore. And the they spell disaster for Lance Stroll at Sacrifice. <laughs> Have you ever seen that meme? <laughs> there's a wrestling promo of Scott Steiner, and he's gone through this math. This is a side trap. It's very funny. He's like... Everyone knows that when you verse Scott Steiner, you have a 50% chance at winning at best. No, when you're versing anyone in a wrestling match one-on-one, 50% chance. But Scott Steiner is a genetic freak. So you only have a 33 and a third chance of winning. Repeating, of course. Of course. (laughs) So you have to take... And then it's a triple threat match at Sacrifice. The pay-per-view is called Sacrifice. So Samoa Joe knows he can't win. So... Kurt Angle needs to just accept that. Then you take, and in this, in whatever it is, I think he only has a twenty-five percent chance of winning. So you take Scott Steiner's normal thirty-three, ah, uh, sixty-six and two-third chance, and you add it to his twenty-five, ah, uh, sorry, fifty percent chance of winning in the triple threat, and it, the numbers add up to like a hundred and forty-one and a third percent chance at winning. And the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice because he can't say sacrifice. He says sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> and the interviewer just stands there like just dumbfounded. Years later, it comes out. They had to do two takes. What? <laughs> <laughs> he fucked up the first one, so they made him redo it. And everyone around him is just sitting there dumbfounded while he spews this garbage. It's become a wrestling meme. Okay. So, so anytime the numbers don't lie, you lose at sacrifice. Yeah, and the numbers don't lie. They spell disaster for Lance Stroll if his father ever just man's up and sacks him because there is no chance of him retaining that seat after next year. No, it's crazy. It, 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 it's it, it, genuinely crazy at this point where you're looking at someone with like, what, 200 and how many points? 206 points for Fernando. 206 points versus... 74. Yeah, 74 points where it's just like... Not even a third. Bro, most Red Bull drives get fired for far less. It's not even a third of Fernando's points. You know what I mean? Like... That's ridiculous. And it's it's got to the point where even Sky Sports F1 are questioning his position in the sport. It's only 27%. Ah, uh, 27% of the points. Just over a quarter. Yeah. That's Just over ridiculous. A quarter. Yep. It's not acceptable for, for a, that team. That is a good racing team. Especially with the start they had. What was it? Five or six races in a row, Fernando was constantly on the podium. 
Lance was bumming ass around in like fifth, sixth, ninth, eleventh, twelfth. <laughs> yeah, barely getting out of Q one. Yep, unacceptable. Unacceptable. A plus Fernando. A plus for Fernando. Third, I had Russell, and you had Lewis. This is our first correct one. Lewis on two hundred and thirty-four points came third. It's the only one we've got correct. <laughs> oh, actually, you got first correct. Yep. Yep. Which, honestly, shocking that you didn't. But anyway, we digress. Rating for Lewis, A. A. He, a. Had, he had a consistent season, and it shows, what was it? There was an interview between the, the 2019 rookies. It was um, George, Alex, and Norris having a little discussion, and they were quizzing him on their positions in the, the championship, and they asked about Mercedes. And they were like, oh, Mercedes, what are they coming? And they told him it was the third. And Alex turned around and was like, what, is Lewis, Lewis doing something this year? Oh, Jesus Christ. Alex, job, Alex. burns Russell. <laughs> and Russell has no comeback. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Straight up, first of all, you're not allowed to shoot people on TV, Alex. Jesus Christ. Just put the weapons away. Um, no, Lewis. Consistent. Consistent. Had seemed to have moved like had been given concessions that we are changing the car. It seemed to relax him. It allowed him to just do what he does best, hop in the car and drive. And he also, he understood that after Saudi Arabia, I think Saudi Arabia was when the, the straw that broke the camel's back happened. He understood, all right, we're getting side pods. I think it was from Monaco onwards that they had those side pods. So from then onwards, he was he knew it was a testing season and it was about developing other parts of the car that they couldn't physically develop this year. And still, 234 points is not something to scoff at. Lewis did a fantastic drive. He got a bunch of podiums. George only got one compared to him. And that's really what we mean. As much as we like to hang shit on Lewis, we will never deny that he's seriously and will forever be in the contest for the great, one of the greatest motorsport drivers of all time. Oh, he is absolutely in that discussion. And, thi- and this is why. He's in a pretty rough car. His teammate is of equal pace, but not equal consistency. And he's just putting in the work every week. And he looks fucking cool while he does it. The way he interacts with the crowd is always beautiful. Like, there's so many positives about him. All the outreach work he does. What are you laughing at? Uh, it's always a fantastic crowd when Lewis is on the podium. Oh. Doesn't matter where he is. <laughs> oh, it's a fantastic sight to see everyone here to support me. You know what? I, even though it's cliche for us, here's the thing, though. If we're sitting in the grandstands and, it, and Lewis is like, I'm so glad you're here, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I'd be stoked. I get it. Um, I I, I do feel bad about a lot of the things I've said about Lewis. I do genuinely like Lewis. It's just when he was dominant. Oh, he was so frustrating. frustrating. Max is going to get it from me now because Max is so frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating that he wins everything. Oh, and with ease. With ease. My best race this year, two best races this year were Monaco because Fernando took it to him until the... The fucking rain here. And if he'd have pitted one lap soon, when he pitted and put dr- wets on, Fernando would have won Monaco. Like, there was no chance of Max getting past him. And then Singapore. Singapore was one of my favorite races because Max was nowhere near the front. So it was interesting. And he still drove his ass through the pack, which was <laughs> enjoyable. Watching him struggle through the pack and still managing fifth and would have had Charles with one more lap. Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to... Second. Second. I had Charles. I had Max. You had Max. 
it was Sergio. So at least I got the car right. Okay, well, fucking got the car right. Um, <laughs> this is it's so weird. So he's come second in what we could easily say is probably his worst performing season ever. I think what I said in the the twenty to one was correct. He had the pressure of Daniel. He had the pressure of Red Bull. And it finally got to him. And the length of the season was another thing you threw in there too. Is like yeah, it's a it, long year. Long it got, it just got to him. And yeah, Sergio's pulled out 285 points. But that wasn't... He wasn't secure in second until like three races before the end of the season. When he should have had every opportunity to just literally be by, let's say... Oh, by the US when Lewis got disqualified. Yeah, be like, hey, it's uh, let's just end the season now. There's no way anyone's coming close to any of them. I tell you what, as much as it was disappointing to see him performing the way he did, it did add a little bit of spice and flavour to the season. So I am glad it happened because it added more storylines and more interest to the season. What would you rate him? I'm going to say a C. Yeah, C. It wasn't the best. You came second. Can't knock that. You did your job well. You got the result that was required of you in the end, but it took you to the very end when your teammate had did it like seven weeks ago. Yeah, I think Max won it. Fucking the earliest anyone's ever won it. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, see, though, because even though there was mistakes and things like that, the pressure on him, he did have to, you know, as it was getting close to Mexico, for example, right? It was a stupid move, but it was still the best choice he could have made in that spot. Because you know what? Yeah, you could have slowed down a minute, could have gone, could have fought for the well, and things like that. No, no, it was the dumbest thing he's probably done all season. Yeah, but I can understand you why. You can't win a 71-lap race on lap one. He is in the the quickest car on the grid. He could have easily slowed down a bit, let those cars through, because guess what? Three laps time, he's already passed them. You are correct. I'm I'm going along the lines of I can see why he felt in that split second that... To do that. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. I just think it was a really, really stupid move, and I, I it, that's 100% on him, and I feel really bad for poor Charles who was the other car in that incident. Because yeah, Charles he, didn't deserve that at all. He didn't deserve what the Mexican fans gave him. It was not his fault. He did everything he fucking could to avoid it. However, where I will give credit to Charles is how he handled himself in front of that crowd. That is exactly how you do it. Because he came in and he said, guys... But I, I had nowhere else to I go. I had nowhere else to go. I'm sorry. We don't mind doing this to each other. I apologize. And then he handed the mic back and left. That's how you do it. Because yeah. you know what? You're never going to convince... A country's populace, when you were involved in an incident that took out their one driver, yep. they're going to hate you no matter what. Especially you, in that country. Yep. because And it's why we love going to Mexico, because it is just passion. Hmm. Passion. They love what they love, and they love it so well. And, uh, you know, well, first of all, it's such an awesome track. You're racing through a baseball stadium. Genius. Whoever that designed that, genius. Phenomenal. Renee, when she sent it, she's like, why is it so like that? I'm like, that's a baseball stadium. She goes, what? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. That's where they race. They race in a baseball stadium. It's cool. You know how in the US they're like, yeah, we're going to race around all these big landmarks and they don't actually go near any of the landmarks. They're just near them. Yeah. Like in the Mexico, Hard Rock Stadium. Yep. In Mexico, they literally just went through the middle of the stadium, yep. <laughs> pull all the grass up, put the tarmac down. This is going to be sick. And it was. And, and it always will be. Love love Mexico. And also shout out to the country of Mexico for some of the world's greatest culinary inventions, you guys. I will... Burritos are fantastic. Burritos, Caesar salad, man. Like all these things that have come from Mexico are just so, so good. I always thought Caesar salad was from Italy. No, it was created in Caesar's restaurant in Mexico by Cesare, the owner of the restaurant, where he just threw together some ingredients to make a salad. 
That's hilarious. Yep. So, you, you know, I, I, Mexican name, Caesar. Because, yeah, we say Caesar, which is a Latin pronunciation of Caesar. The German slash English correct pronunciation is Kaiser. Yep. Same with, and Russian is Tsarza or Tsar. Mm-hmm. And then in Mexico, it's Cesare. Cesare. Yep. Interesting. And sa- same with some Italians. You, like, so Cesare Borga, Borgia, one of the Borgias was called um, Cesare Borgia in okay. local dialect, but it's still Caesar. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry, uh, weird culinary deflection there. Fuck yeah. Uh, number one. Well, you had. I, I got one right. I picked Max. And I picked Charles because going into the season, Charles and Charlotte had broken up and I thought he was focused and then he got another girlfriend and Ferrari was Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, I love how you're like, yeah, it's good. No, the big problem was the team he's racing for, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, I don't think it was a bad choice. No, I, I, I genuinely thought like it's proven that if you've got focus, a like you normally you focus on it, but Charles just was in a Ferrari and Ferrari was nowhere. And when Charles looked good, damn, he looks good. And also, Ferrari had so much potential going into the season. Like, they did. Like, they got a new team principal. Finally, we thought, oh, you know what? Getting rid of Mattia, probably a good call. Yes, but it was. They just, they're still going to get rid of everyone else, though. <laughs> yeah, they probably got rid of one. The whole team needed to clean out. However, Franz has, uh, not Franz, um, Fred, has been a valuable addition to that team. He has bought stability and a quite calmness that the team didn't have even though the results haven't gotten there that appearance of competence of we are moving in a direction i'm falling for the marketing it's working Ferrari marketing is only shithouse <laughs> so yes hold up one second right there's one more thing ferrari has cleaned out someone else oh wait hold on. is this a strategist with a really weird name laurent mckeas yeah that's him Lawrence meeks whatever his name is He's replacing France Tosted Alpha Tauri or whatever the fuck racing bulls. God help racing bulls. I think it's going to be okay if uh, if racing bulls do one thing. What? And they don't let him talk to a strategist at all. Yeah, I know, right? Like you just let him run the other side of the business. The four, he was the sporting director at Ferrari. Was. And was. now now he's the team principal at Alpha yeah. Tauri. Fucking hell. Laurent Meeks. Is his name? Laurent Meeks, um, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I just, every time I see him, I'm like, you're the reason. Yeah. And was the other one Rueda, who was the actual Yeah, Rueda is the, the strategist. Yep. It's, um, look, I'm, I'm so still. So that's the other person they got to get rid of. Yeah, I'm still having fun with Ferrari being top end, but not, not dominant. I do want to see them fighting for wins. I would love to see. I'd like to see just two more teams fighting for wins consistently. Yeah, that's what I we just, need. I just need two more teams that are consistently with the Red Bulls because right now, Max gets a fucking A plus because he had the season of a lifetime. Like, there's never going to be a season Mac, like this again. Max will actually be given the ranking of S. Yeah, he is it an S. a special, special year. <laughs> That's going. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm allowed to say it. I have autism. Yeah, you know what? That's actually true. We um, we do get a little bit of a tenure with it, don't we? Um. But then, like, yeah, um, dude, seriously, like, it was just how many records did he break this year? It's un- I can't remember. There's a fucking thing on it. Hold up. It's like most race wins in a season ever. <laughs> most something else. Greatest of all time here. Hold up, I'm just I'm searching. I'm gonna- here we go. I've got it. I've got oh, yeah, it. Right. What do we got? What did Max do this year? Max has 
the most wins in a season, 19. Most podiums in a season, 21. Most points in a season, 575. Most laps led in a season at 1,003. Highest win percentage in a season, 86%. Highest percentage of laps led in a season at 75%. Most consecutive wins at 10. Most wins from poles in a season, which is 12. Most most consecutive wins from pole in a season, 16. Most up. Biggest points gap between first and second at 290, which is, like I said, if Peter started after the season break, he still wins the damn championship. <laughs> Most consecutive races at the as championship leader, which is currently at 39, and still counting, by the way. Most consecutive points scored for a driver at 1,004. So this is going back. And when the most you can get in a weekend is 26. Yeah, but this is going back further now. But also, he's got most consecutive top two finishes at 15. Uh, most, where am I up to? Most hat-tricks in a season at six. Most pit stops by the winning driver, six. Only driver to win three times in one country in a season because he won all three US races. Highest average points per race at 13.9. Most races left in a season after securing the championship. So he's won at the earliest at six races to go. He broke the most curses in Formula One this season. And he's made the most records in a season in one season. It's unfathomable what this what this guy has done. Like, yeah, it's... Even at his most dominant, Lewis wasn't this good. And that's that's the thing. That's a hard pill for some people to swallow is that. And he's already, as you mentioned earlier, talking about putting it away and going and doing something else. He's been talking about that for a while. Like, it's just... You, you cannot get better than that year. No. That's it. That is one of the best years in sporting history you'll ever see. Phenomenal. Yes. Like, you S-tier. are a, a different class. A different different class it was you made the year boring but i tell you what hopefully the other teams can match you because i don't want to see another one of it well done holy shit! formula 1.5 shouldn't have 19 drivers in it yeah (laughs) Yeah. 18 um (laughs) okay so now we're on to the teams okay let's let's go through these a little bit quicker and we'll just give a quick rating yep because i know you know we covered a lot of it when we spoke about the drivers so but overall i want a team rating as well so so we both put williams in 10th. Well, it was Haas with 12 points. D minus. D minus for Haas. We've already spoken about that. Yeah. Ninth. We both put Haas. Alfa Romeo. F. F, F. Alfa Romeo. Yep. They they were one of the few teams to go genuinely and obtusely backwards. Like Haas yep. took a step back. These guys took a massive step they, back. They, these guys, yeah, turned around and took a few steps. Uh, eighth. I had Alfa Tauri and you had McLaren. You got this one correct. Alfa Tauri came eighth. There we go. There we go. I'm happy with that. What did you rate Alpha Terry though? I give them a D, D for the overall season. D plus, only because they fixed their team midway through and started getting points. Maybe yeah, D plus because they did towards the end earn a little bit back. I think if there was a, if they fixed it another four weeks ahead, they would have got C. Well, they D for Daniel Ricciardo because yep. they brought him back. Yep, D for Danny. Uh, seventh, seventh, I had McLaren and you had Alpha Terry. Williams. Williams, Williams gets a rating of C minus. I'm gonna say C plus. I can't give him a C plus because it was only one driver that did well. Valid. So let's settle on a C. Yep. For Six. Calix Albon. Calix Albon. 
Six. Six. We both put Aston. Alpine. D. D. That's that. They've taken a massive step yep. backwards from last poorly year. Poorly led. Poorly managed. We they went from the fourth. They went from fourth to six. Huge deficit. Huge, Huge fifth. deficit. Fifth. We both put Aston. We both got that one correct. Aston came fifth, and we both just spoke about why. It was Lance's fault. So, Aston overall. It was hard because one driver got an A, one got an F, so I think we settled on a C, right? Yeah, yeah I know, C. right? It's got to be a C. <laughs> C. Fourth. C. Fourth, I had Alfa Romeo, as did you. It, surely not. No, we didn't. We had Alpine. After Aston, we both put Alfa Romeo. We thought that was a dark horse. Yeah, but count how many teams are left. It's a 10. 2, 3, 4. That's fifth that we... So we had Alfa Romeo at fifth and Aston at six. Oh, six, yeah. Sorry, six. Afro Mayo fifth. Yes. So now we're up to fourth, which is Alpine. Uh, McLaren came fourth. A. A. Third. I said Ferrari. Correct. You said Red Bull. Wrong. <laughs> Ferrari gets a C plus. C, yep, C for me. Second. I had Red Bull. I had Merck. Correct for me. Merck came second by three points. Three points in the end. Merck get a B. Yep, I'm very happy with a B. Very yeah. happy. Let down by one driver. The other driver did the best he could. Yep. And in first place, I had Merck and you had Ferrari. Well, we're both wrong there. We must have been smoking something that day because Red Bull came down. S. S. There's no other rating for Red Bull. Yep. So, Joe Perez had the worst year of his career and you guys broke every record. There you go. Yeah, 860 points. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the... So hold on. So uh, what's the max amount of points you can what is the total amount of points on offer for winning everything a year and how close were they? I don't know. So there was 22 races. Yep. Some of them are 26 points. No, they're all that's 25 plus fastest laps. That's what I'm about yep. to add. So 550 points you can get for fastest lap. There's 22. So then we plus 22. You can get 572 points. That's kind Sprints. Sprint. How many? There's six sprints. Yep. So is it eight points forward in a sprint? Yeah. Plus. No. Why won't you let me plus? The max points one driver can get is 620. And what Max get? Max missed it by 45 points. Like. <laughs> also, Red Bull came first and second. If you divide it in two. <laughs> Max won the constructors championship on his own. That that just shows you how good that car was this year. The RB19 will go down in history as the single greatest re- Formula One car ever designed. Ever designed. Ever designed. And do you know what's scary? Racing balls are buying it for next year. Yeah, they're getting a chassis to redesign. It's because they've got just got the aero that they've got to do themselves, isn't it? Yeah, the very few parts. And here's how you're going to do your aero next year. What you didn't do this year is. Look at the Red Bull car and go, let's just ape that as yeah. much as we can. Because even if we only get it to 75% of what they had, that's still... That's way better. Way better than where we're at. Overall, boring year. But when we start to break it down and look at individual performances, individual storylines, very involved to you for a lot of people. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just been one of those years. Absolutely, man. I think It's been fantastic. There's just one thing we haven't talked about, and that was your prediction at the start of the year. Oh, is this, one, uh, is this my prediction I've made every year? Yeah, they they hugged. 
at Abu Dhabi. It's as close as I think we're going to get to the kiss that I've been predicting for years. Toto and Christian gave, gave each other a hug and shook hands. I think... Do we think the rivalry's dead? Or do we think the next time the Mercedes are up there, it's just as heated? Oh, 100% it will be heated. I think those two guys, really, when we look at it, we've seen some great driver rivalry pairings. Toto versus Christian has been the best team principal rivalry pairing I've ever seen. Yeah. They are... Second only to Cyril and Christian. You know what? Here's the thing. This is why we love Christian Horner so much. He, it doesn't matter who he's talking to. He'll be a bitch about it. Oh, yeah. He absolutely will be. One of my favorite photos of the year is that like, I'm a hardcore Christian shirt. On the front, on the back, it says um, Horner Hater. Yep. <laughs> hardcore Christian Horner Hater. That's great. Um, a hug, I will take half points on that as a prediction because I tell you what, I didn't think those two were going to be allowed in a room together anymore no. after the last couple of years. And it turns out that they're all okay. After the change of fucking car meme. That was the best edit I have ever seen on the Las Vegas room of my life. No. There was one better. What was the better one? The Gorlock Dome. <laughs> where they put Gorlock the Destroyer on. Oh, the yeah. That was fucking good. Because it made it look normal. Yeah, it was a great perspective, actually. Now that you say. Um, yep. What a crazy year of F1. Again, just mental. Yeah. Tiring. Tiring. I'm very tired. I'm very tired. 